Hi, this is Gamer UK, and you're listening to Mazacast with Unspeakable Acts and Friends. Please remember, this is for adults only, so if you're not 18, then please find something that won't get you into trouble to do instead. Have a nice, kinky day. Hi, and thanks for downloading another episode. Yes, I have a cold. So, uh, these are... Man, I just... This cold is kicking my ass. All right. So, uh, as you know, or as you may not know, for the fall, going to be playing some reruns. Best ofs, favorites, episodes of the, uh, that if you are fairly new to the show, you may have missed. So, uh, in this episode, actually going to go uh, way back and replay... Uh, an episode with, uh, it was episode 15, I believe, with my friend uh, Goddess Coco, who's uh, an absolutely amazing person who, man, I tell you what, I haven't seen her in like, I probably haven't seen her in a year. Jesus, what the fuck is wrong with me? Ugh. Uh, anyway, um, note to self, I've got to email her. Fucking life, man, you know? All right. So, uh, but she's such an awesome person. And uh, here it is, a replay of my first conversation uh, my first episode with her. She was on the episode a couple times, actually. But uh, so here you go. Take a listen. I think I've always had an interest in terms of um, if I ever look back on things I read. Like I read a book that was supposed to be a mystery called Topping from the Bottom. Um, a, I, a mystery. It was. It's. It's. It's more of a mystery, but it has BDSM in it. Oh. oh. Um, and it was called Topping from the Bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this was when you were younger. This was probably about college age, oh, okay. early twenties. I, I imagined you being like in seventh, uh, fifth grade, I'm, and I'm, 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 reading I'm, a choose your own adventure <laughs> BDSM book. No, I am by nature bossy. <laughs> if you don't know this already, yeah. so it just kind of that. That's normal. That's my normal persona. I'm a bit of a bossy person. I think it's endearing. You're not in, you're not bossy, annoying asshole. I should say this. No, I've I known you for about two years, or a little mm-hmm. over two years. You're you're not bossy, annoying <laughs> asshole. You're 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 bossy, endearing. Well, thank you. Right. We try to be. We try not to have people hate me. <laughs> um, but people laugh because they're like, they tell me they go, "Wow, that was really dumb," and I'm like, "Oh, was it?" <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so so you you started reading this stuff in college, and you kind of just like set set out set shot. Well, you know, I and I huge. It's sci-fi, you know, um, vampires, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody reads Anne Rice. So once you're done with Anne Rice's, you know, vampire, you go into the Sleeping Beauty trilogies and Exit Eden. Yeah, I never yeah, got into just, And I remember being in college and my best friend at the time – now is like one of those born again strict Christians, but she was making her way there by college, and I had Sleeping Beauty trilogy, and I was like, "Oh my god, these are hot!" I gave them to her, and she was mortified. <laughs> like the the stable scenes that are you know bisexual, she was, <gasps> and I was oh, like, on. "Fill us in." For those of us who haven't read it, what is a, a stable scene that's bisexual? Um, the second book takes place in stables, and you know they're human ponies. And they service each other and they service some of the other um, madams and masters of the the court because it takes it's basically Sleeping Beauty trilogy. It's uh, adult reworking of Sleeping Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. 
So this is Anne Rice. This is Anne Rice. Okay, you've never read them. Oh, well, I've read the the vampire books. But oh, no. you have to read Sleeping Beauty. It's it's very submissive in nature. Really? It is and it isn't. Like everybody loves like the story of O. I hate the story of O. It's because it's all from a submissive nature. And Lumi Sleeping Beauty, it's both sides of the table. Right. And so that to me was hot. Well, for me, uh, it's it's a matter of. Uh, the reason why I never read the story of always is because it, you know it's submissive women. I don't really, I don't really. But submission is submission. Well, yeah, but reading about submissive women is just like I feel bad for her. Don't hit her. Don't hit her. Don't. <laughs> that's that's mean. Don't hit her. Well, I feel the same way because I'm going. That's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I dislike the story of because I was just like, ugh. ugh. <laughs> I'm like. I mean, I don't get. I can. I can understand the appeal. I, mm-hmm. I mean, but I, you know, at the same time. Yeah, but. uh so I'd read those, and when my best friend came back to me and was appalled, and I was like, wow, I jerked off to that. What jerked off? Yeah, that's a, probably the wrong vernacular. Um, sure, it's, women can jerk off. Why not? No, women masturbate. Jerk off means, you know, and I'm doing the hand movement. You do the hand movement on an audio <laughs> podcast. I know, I'm doing the hand movement, yeah. but it's the, you know, it's the... I know plenty yeah. of women who call masturbating jerking off. Yeah, I'm right. I masturbating. Right, so you were doing there were that some sticky to the pages. Yes. You were doing that to the book, <laughs> and the book. so yeah, so for me it was like, hmm, I might be wired a little differently. How do you? I mean, so when uh, when did you make the crossover? When did you actually decide I want to do kinky things to kinky people? Uh, I ended up meeting someone through the personals, and I think I said I was open minded, and I was thinking open minded in terms of. Just in general, nothing sexually specific, but that's where this person took it. And then months later into the relationship revealed that he was submissive. And I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't like, you know, taken aback. I was like, all right, we can try some stuff. And so we tried stuff and I liked stuff. And, <laughs> um, we broke up and I kept going doing stuff. <laughs> so you, you kept, you said, okay, fine. If you're going to, this, this relationship is over, but I keep, yeah, I the relationship ended because he was, uh, one of those people who, on his timetable, and I went, wait a second. That was actually the relationship that made me question if I was dominant, really. Because I kept thinking, I'm supposed to be dumb. Aren't I supposed to control this relationship? And I just realized I was wrong with the wrong submissive. Right. So, but yeah. So, uh, you, you, but when you say his timetable, you just mean? Um, he was submissive when he wanted to be submissive. Ah, uh, okay. And I didn't quite like that. I've heard that's a common thing. It, I think it, for some people it is. I think, you know, if you're into bedroom submission, then that works. But you, you're, you're more interested in I'm, the DS mm-hmm. 24-7 type yeah. of stuff. So, but, but it stands to reason that some people are going to be uh, more, are going to feel more submissive at certain times. Uh, as opposed to, like, like for me, if I'm, if I'm with someone and I feel submissive to them, I'm always feeling submissive to them. But there are levels of when... Yeah, there's an ebb and flow. That's right. just the way people are. There is no, nothing is ever at 100%. I don't care what it is. But he was, he was looking, what you were saying is when he said he wanted to be submissive, he was like, okay, now I want to be submissive. Now I want to serve you. <laughs> right. So if I was in the mood, no, I don't want to. And it always was oh, when he wanted to, I never when I wanted to. That's very went, different. Yeah, this isn't working for me. Plus he was had a bit of a crazy temper and I was just like, yeah, that doesn't work for me either. Because um, I'll kill you. So when did you move into the just behind closed doors to being out in public and going to events and stuff like that? 
it was a slow progression. I ended up, I think, I, well, I got into, well, I met this person shortly after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it might have been maybe four years. It took me maybe three or four years. Slowly but surely, I would come out a little bit, and I would go to parties. You go um, to test meetings. You go to some. I went to like a test. I think the the very first thing I ever went to, the first time I ever went outside, was I went to Hellfire. I've um, never been, but I've heard them. Yeah, I I went once. <laughs> <laughs> I went one time to Hellfire, and I because the. The, the original guy lived around the corner, literally. It was like around the corner. He's mm-hmm. like, it's skeevy. And I went, I don't care. I want to go. <laughs> and it was shaved beaver night. So I shaved and then flipped off the bouncer and got him for free. Oh, <laughs> holy crap. This is completely different than what I thought Hellfire was. But okay. So. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, don't talk to me because everybody was skeevy. <laughs> Everyone was skeevy, meaning they just seemed um, very Unattractive. <laughs> Very unattractive. There was one. I ended up talking to one female. Um, but for the most part, everybody was unattractive. But now, obviously, when you say unattractive, you mean they just seemed like sort of what my friend would call fringe people. Um, what do you mean by fringe people? They just look like they could be the Unabomber or yes, right? Yes, I. Maybe it was an off night. I'm, you know, I know everybody else I've ever talked to has been to Hellfire at some point in their lives. But some people say it was, oh, Hellfire was awesome, and some people say I think what it was was Hellfire allowed people to explore every kink to the fullest without very little limits, Mm -hmm. which of course, um, you know, you can't do in New York anymore, (laughs) right? (laughs) Have you always identified as dominant, uh, or have there? Um, I I have a switchy side in terms of I'm not submissive, but do I like um, pain? Yeah, but it's my pain in my my on my terms. Yes, with my direction. You're very much bossy. <laughs> I am so. a, I am I am not a dominant play dream. Right. I they would hate me. <laughs> Just. Me. <laughs> so I pl- I have played with switches and let them top me, which is interesting because I have to say I'm the most twisted fucks. <laughs> switches are very twisted because they've seen both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, had, I did an interview recently with uh, a switch, and she did say that one thing about about when she someone else is dominating her, sometimes she'd be like, "Oh, well, it's you're very nice for trying." I, you know what? I've actually had that happen too, where I'm just like, and it's actually when I've been with Doms. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, why do I feel like I'm really topping from the bottom here (laughs) when I'm trying not to, but I have to because you don't know what you're doing, (laughs) which doesn't really last very long. But I haven't, I haven't bottomed. Um, well, actually, that's not true. I recently had a friend suspend me, but I don't think of rope. As bottoming, it's just rope. I like the feel of rope. So to me, that's just something else. But I mean, let someone hit me um, beyond trying on a toy. Um, It's probably been three years. Mm -hmm. I don't miss it really. So one thing you, uh, one thing you you do very well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is do something that uh, I never heard of until I met you, and that's pickup play. 
Is, am I? Am I? You've never heard of pickup play? I've never heard of pickup play until uh, I until you mentioned it once. I'm like, what is pickup play? I. So what is pickup play? Explain. Pickup play is picking somebody up in a club for one night play, and you know you're just playing at the club that just night. playing at the club that evening, and I do it because you know it's been a while since I I've, I've been in and out of semi relationships and. God knows I become a grumpy bitch if I don't play. So I try to find either um, someone halfway decent, which sometimes can be troublesome, <laughs> or because I have to be sexually attracted to somebody. I can't just play. I'm the same way. Yeah. With just anyone. I have to have, there has to be a little traction there. Otherwise, I'm just like, oh, forget it. Um and though now I play a lot of times with friends because I'm not in a really I'm not in a DS relationship, so mm-hmm. I'm playing with friends, and so there are a couple of friends who allow me to beat the crap out of them. Right. So let's talk about what your kinks are. I know, for example, spanking is a big thing of yours. You're doing a presentation on spanking here. Actually, spanking is. Not- <laughs> it's not a big thing of yours. You're no. doing a presentation on something that's not. You know a- how that happened? It happened because one of the persons that used to run paddles and paddles. Um, the spanking group is is um, run by the owner of Paddles, right? And she was like, "Michael needs a Michael needs a presentation. Will you give a presentation?" And I had spent a year holding her off. So finally, I was like, "Fine." And so I went home and I went, "Okay, how do you make how do you a talk about spanking for forty five minutes and make it sound thoroughly interesting? Because I do it for about five minutes and then I'm bored and I want to move on to mm-hmm. something else." Mm-hmm. And I went, "Crap." <laughs> And so I came up with this ideal of spanking with intent and very based on the fact that whatever scene it is you're doing will determine the paddle you use or if it's your hand, um, the position you use, and more importantly, your demeanor in doing it. So, So spanking is not one of your things. It's something I do, but it's something I use as an appetizer. It's a warm-up. Okay, well, let's talk about your main courses that you enjoy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, strap-on play, um, flogging, um, single tails. Um, I'm really getting into needles. Really? Yeah. I did not know that about you. Yeah. I have happened to have friends who are in the medical field and... <laughs> Yeah, they bring needles along, and I go, yay! <laughs> so yeah, I've gotten into needles again because I mean I've done them before, but they're harder to they're hard to get by, you know, come by. So um, I haven't really delved into them until recently. They are they're so intimidating for someone uh, on the bottom side of it. I, I've seen I've seen some very mild looking things, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, being bloop, and that's it. I'm like, okay could handle that and then i've seen some very extravagant holy shit things i've definitely seen some holy shit things even i go oh hell no like i've seen a dom who did pierce my friend's testicles and i'm just like not through the actual testicle no through the actual testicle through the ball through the ball there's no way yes i don't believe and you have to see it'll be i think it's next month at test she's for doing it again i'm not going to that that (laughs) so yeah that's one of those i go I just, yeah, I don't think we'll ever gravitate to that level. I think I just lost. <laughs> I think I just lost one of my times because just ran. Just yeah, you have to just imagine a male dom hearing this and just being like, 
oh my God, you've got to be kidding. And this is someone who's been in the scene. I don't even know how long and uh, could not comprehend. And it wow. just tickled me pink. But so what, what, what do you enjoy about needle play? Is it the intricacies? It's a, it's a, it's, it's artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, you know, you've got the bodies of canvas and now you get to decorate. Okay. I have a quote from you here. Okay. Which one quote this one? Uh, submissive men are all whiny bitches. <laughs> I've said that? Yes, said that. <laughs> Did I really? Yes. What rant was I on? <laughs> Occasionally, yes, I do go on my rants. Not all of them. Just a lot of them. <laughs> you, might, you probably, I probably said that in some frustrated moment where I'm like, why can't I find a submissive? Who wants what I want? Doesn't just annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> but what is, what is, uh, how is it, how is it so hard? I mean, I, I know it's hard for submissive guys, obviously, but I know, I also know it's hard for dominant women. I mean, what, what are the big hurdles that you find? For me, most of the hurdles are lots of submissive men want to play. They have almost zero interest in anything beyond play. Well, vanilla women would say the same thing about could say, say the same thing about uh, probably vanilla guys. I think you know they're they're commitment phobes. The thought of actually getting to know someone, and, and I think of it in terms of getting to know me as a whole person. Besides the goddess Coco, there is this other persona mm-hmm. who is much more laid back and blah blah blah. They don't really care about that. They. They have no interest in going to dinner. They just want me to, you know, beat them and strap it on. And and I'm like, yeah, that is about as interest. That's interesting for about five minutes. Oh, and then, yeah. And then I'm like, what else is there? But also it doesn't, uh, it probably limits your DS experiences as well when they're not, because DS is, Everything I've heard about DS is it, it, it's better for long term. Yes, and DS doesn't work for short term. It just doesn't. Well, I, 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 I've yet to find it work for short term. I mean, really, in terms of can you order people around? Yeah. Um, but you like? I imagine you like someone to learn about how to serve you without needing to be ordered around. Yes. Right. Yeah. But you, you have your standards are high too. Mm-hmm. I have a very unusual type. I go for geek boys, right. and um, as I've been, someone labeled me as a badge bunny, and I went, "I am a bad bunny, a badge bunny." Oh, badge bunny! What is a badge bunny? Someone who's attracted to cops. Oh, I have a, I have had a string of uh, submissive. Police officers. I don't know why. It's just, I just happens to me, and I'm like, it's kind of. Is a police officer very prone to be? Is this because I've I've found that I know a lot of women who say that there's tons of submissive lawyers out there. But is police officer another one of those? Yeah, I've had a couple lawyers. Um, I've had a couple cops. (laughs) That's interesting. So that's an occupation that you think is maybe more prone to. I don't know, more prone, but. They were the fun ones, the ones I can really go sadistic on. They could take it. The cops. Yeah, the cops. Um, but there's something else too that you're not saying that what what type of guys you go for. Oh, white. Yes. Yeah. 
Now, this is another <laughs> I'm thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, white. See, but it's really interesting for me. It's like, oh, yeah, they're white. So, the, those you know, who- within like 30 seconds, okay. And it doesn't, it's, and that's the other thing I should probably preface by saying it's not exclusive. It's just predominant. I've occasionally tried to deviate. Doesn't really work well, but that's more based on personality than race. So you're a, but you're you're an African American woman. I am an African American woman, and uh, you prefer geeky white boys, white boys, <laughs> or or as someone said, cops, <laughs> <laughs> cops. Well, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't personally. I don't. Again, I don't have a racial preference at all. So uh, I, you know, you you are limiting yourself there a little bit by going for. It's a. It's it's. I don't know. For some reason, geeks do. I think because they're cerebral. I like. So I. I think it's. I like cerebral men. I like men who are thinkers. Um, so geeks are generally more cerebral. I've seen you around dumb guys. You don't. I don't. Oh, dumb to death. I have zero patience. And that's the other thing. Well, I have. I have a low stupidity threshold yes and yes. well that's the thing i I've, I've seen you around <laughs> dumb guys and and, and and i feel comfortable talking about this on a podcast because dumb guys probably don't know how to use a podcast <laughs> anyway so it's it's okay i found men who as long as you can fulfill their fantasy in the terms in which they want their fantasy fulfilled but the minute particularly cuz me i am into ds it's not just about you massaging my feet or using the strap on. I'm like, yeah, that's fun. But um, I need dishes washed. <laughs> <laughs> Go make my bed. Which and I- then, then that, they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I'm just like, what good are you? But see, that stuff is sexy, too. I think. They don't think of that as sexy. They think that as, you know, that's for somebody else to do. Okay. And I'm just like, you want to be of service? That's of service. Yeah. This is play. This is service. And they're like, mm. and I'm like, okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> to you, someone's cleaning for you. Uh, do you enjoy the fact that it's getting done more or the fact that someone's serving you more? Both. Yeah, but. I mean, I needed to. Obviously, it's a job I need to get done. And to be honest, I absolutely am not domestic minded in terms of. Um, if I could wallow in filth and spend my time doing other things more productive, I totally would, but I can't. So therefore, occasionally I have to clean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so therefore, it needs to, it's a job that needs to get done. Mm-hmm. I'd rather not do it. I've got other things I'd rather do. Sure. Um, and yeah, I like the ideal of knowing that... Um, someone's doing something they probably otherwise would not do in a quote vanilla relationship mentally oh yeah i make them put on the pink apron nothing but the pink apron really you you have them wear something it's just a pink apron it leaves the ass bare and i can play with the bits if i want to play with the bits see that sounds sexy that sounds that sounds sexy (laughs) but they are humiliated by the pink apron i'm tickled pink by it it's a pink apron it matches my kitchen okay well (laughs) I, I can see. I, I've always wondered about that because uh, I read it often about guys who are like, oh, I was stripped naked and I had to clean for her. And that level of objectification does sound hot. No, I've actually had a couple of people in the pink apron. Mm-hmm. And you, you wash it in between uses, I hope? Um, wash it <laughs> the in pink between. Apron. 
The pink yes, apron. yes. The, the naked, pink apron. Yeah, the naked pink apron gets in between yeah. naked man bits. Yeah, pink apron gets washed. <laughs> um, I think you've also mentioned too uh, about how there is a lack of African American people so in the scene. Is, yeah. Well, no, just in the scene in general. There are dominant males. There are very few submissive males. Um, I think if you look on FET in the New York area, there may be two. On FET Life, you're talking. Yeah, FET Life. And one likes white women, which I was like, okay, because I'm not insulted by that. You know, teach his own. Hey, you know, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a rare thing. And I'm like. Do you have a theory as far as why that is? I think it's cultural. Hmm. And I think it's largely cultural. Well, but it's it's not like the, you know, I grew up in a Midwestern. You won't, you also won't find lots of Hispanic males on there as well as being submissive. They'll be mostly dominant. It's is it I, just? Uh, I think it's once again it's cultural. You're talking about cultures who are more prone to, you know, um, machismo. But also, I don't view my submission as being less of a man. I I. Some men have really hard times with that. Hmm. I, mean, I think that's. I think that's a. For instance, one of the cobs that was that was his huge problem. He, you know, he hated the fact that you know he let me kick the crap out of him. That bugged him. It's it's a it's a difficult thing to justify, at first, but you know, you know, for me, it, it it is. I do feel more masculine when. But back to the question: submissives are whiny bitches. Do you have any idea of what you may have been talking about then? No, I think okay. Here's my large pet peeve with most of the submissives that approach me, particularly online, less in person. I get approached by, there's the submissive who feels that he is less than, and that's uh, the way he approaches you. I am a worthless worm, and that will annoy me in 30 seconds or less because I'm going, if you're worthless, why do you want me to spend my precious time with you? So do you want to talk about TESS now? Sure. T- let's talk about TESS. TESS is, stands for T-E-S. That's the, the Eulenspiegel Society. The Eulenspiegel. Eulen, I keep, they keep changing the pronunciation every single time I turn around. No, people pronounce it wrong. <laughs> okay. Say it again. It's the, the Eulenspiegel Society. Well, but let's talk about your involvement of it now. Um, I was elected in September, um, on the board for a two-year term. <laughs> but you won. I did. And, I did. Uh, thankfully so. And, uh, one of the big things is that, because, I mean, I've already, personally, I've already noticed some small things that seem to have, maybe, maybe it feels just, it's a little more welcoming to women in general. I don't know maybe if that's intentional or there seem to be more women who are going to test meetings now than in the past. Am I imagining that or? I don't know if there's more women, I think. Or is it just becoming more accepted in society? I think it's probably coming more accepted in society. Um, and the internet's part of it, you know, Hmm. we're all over the place. We have expanded, where we pr- promote from Facebook to MySpace to FetLife to, you know, Yahoo groups. I mean, we're all over the place. And God knows by the time I'm done with Test Fest, we'll be five million more places. What was the big goal of yours when you wanted to go into this? What was the big? Um, I believe my platform was, A, I wanted to bring back the queer group. I was always bothered by... 
the fact that um, Leather Pride Night is the only night where you actually ever see the heterosexual community and the gay community get together. And I thought how strange and um, about two years ago, um, the person who ran Tessa's queer group um, resigned. I think her schedule was too big or his schedule was too big. And um, I thought that we were missing something. We were missing, we were neglecting a whole segment of our population. We called ourselves pansexual and we were thoroughly not. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a farce. So I was like, I'm going to bring the queer group back. I mean, is um, it back? hmm? Is it back? It's back. We are back. They're in full swing. It's run by our parliamentarian, Nalen Blake. And uh, is that name okay to be included in the podcast? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. That's the name he goes by. Okay. I wouldn't. I only use names. Okay. So, but he goes by name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Liz, and they're taking it and running with it. Um, so yeah, I'm happy that it's back. I'm happy that you know that that it happened. There was enough people on the board who wanted it to come back, and somebody, thankfully, who's Nalen's new as parliamentarian who wanted to take it on. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you. This was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. And I actually, I get to, even though I've known you for two years and I consider you a good friend, there are stuff I learned about you that I had no idea. Just a whole bunch of other <laughs> stuff. I, I didn't know how you got started. I didn't know that you had a, I knew, I knew you went with the cop once, but I didn't know this was a thing of yours. And I don't, I have never labeled it a thing, but I happen to know some, you know, Stuff and he went. Oh, you're a badge buddy, and I went. I am. I'm gonna start. I, I was just. I was tickle pink by the the label. Well, thank you again so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, and thank you for enjoying tea and and coming all the way out here to my neck of the woods and playing with the cats. Playing with the cats. Thank you so much. You're welcome. There you go. And uh, of course, if you want to donate, you can go to massacast.com. You can donate via Bitcoin or via PayPal. Massacast.com. We'll talk to you later. Oh, and also, yes, you can now follow the Massacast on SoundCloud. Uh, Username Massacast. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.